Hello, friends, and welcome to the PrepWell podcast. I'm your host, Phil Black. And if you have an 8th, 9th, or 10th grader with big aspirations, like the Ivy League or military service academies like West Point, ROTC, or athletic scholarships, boom, you've come to the right place. My specialty, my superpower, if you will, is preparing families for these competitive programs. I'll teach you what your child should do, when they should do it, and how you can help. So stick around and prepare to out-prepare. Hello, friends, and welcome to the show. Today, I'd like to help you help your child figure out what to do this summer. If you've been following this podcast for some time, it shouldn't take much to convince you how important summer experiences can be for your child, not only to make their college application look better, but for real life as well. Now, some people take the cynical view that doing things, quote, just for your resume, unquote, is somehow cheating the system. In most cases, I disagree with that notion. If the choice is doing something that looks good on the resume versus doing nothing, then yes, I'm all for padding that resume. Doing something is almost always better than doing nothing, especially with teenagers who don't have much opportunity cost to worry about if the thing that they choose doesn't work out perfectly. Who cares? Do something, do anything versus nothing. You'd be surprised how many students default to doing nothing over the summer. I know it's not easy to figure out what to do with teenagers over the summer, especially if they don't drive or work and you do work and everything seems so expensive. That's why I'm recording this podcast to give you some ideas. Yes, this is a challenging time. And yes, colleges are expecting bigger and better things from students as competition grows. It means that it'll take more effort and planning on our part. No problem. We can make it happen. I personally believe that this extra effort will be worth it, no matter how things end up in the college admissions process. The summer gives students an opportunity to, one, explore subjects, topics, questions that have piqued their curiosity, two, get a paying job, three, secure an internship, to help get a feel for different career opportunities and job environments. Four, further their education. Five, travel. Six, volunteer. Seven, study for standardized tests. Eight, double down on preparation for their sport. Nine, start a small business. Ten, learn a new skill. Eleven, read. Twelve, build something. Thirteen, write their college essays. And the list goes on and on. And I know all of those things sound great in theory, but now let's get practical. How do I actually help my child, one, decide what to do over the summer or summers, and two, how do I help them make this a reality? The first thing you need to do is honestly assess your child along a few different dimensions. Number one, how motivated are they? Is it going to be like pulling teeth to get them to take action this summer, or are they ready and willing to get after it? Number two, what are their aspirations? Do they want to go to a state school or a private liberal arts school, get an athletic scholarship, attend a military service academy, or take a shot at the Ivies? 
Number three, what activities and experiences would support these goals? Is it travel or summer classes or skill acquisition or getting a paying job or an internship? And number four, what is the best timing for each of these activities? Are they things that they should be doing after freshman year or sophomore year or junior year or senior year or little of all of them? This is what I teach inside Preppel Academy. It's what I do with my own children, and it's what I do very closely with my private prep wellers. And it all starts with a conversation with your child. Obviously, there are an infinite number of case studies I could use that may or may not line up with what your child is thinking about, but I need to start from somewhere. I happen to work with students who normally have pretty high aspirations. So this case study will reflect this. And I hope you'll be able to calibrate these suggestions to better align with your son or daughter and with their ambitions and motivations and timing. Today, I will use an example of a freshman student who aspires down the road to attend a military service academy, like West Point or the Naval Academy, or to earn an ROTC scholarship to college. Both of these experiences involve some level of military training during college that culminates in becoming a military officer and working as such for five years after graduation. Now, having this type of vision as a freshman provides a great starting point. And by the way, this doesn't mean that the student can't or won't change their mind, but at least it gives us something to go on. This particular student has chosen a very competitive path, which means that the summer experiences will have an even greater impact on the eventual admissions process. So it's a bonus that the student is eager to figure this stuff out now. I hope you can imagine the same process that we're about to go through, but for a child, maybe your child, who wants to be an astronaut or a lawyer or a surgeon or a business owner, a CEO, an entrepreneur, maybe an Olympian, the strategy, that is the overall framework, will be very similar to what we're about to talk about. But the tactics, or the specifics that we'll also talk about, would of course differ. So here's the conversation a parent, or I, would have with their child regarding summer planning. Let's call this fictitious student Drew, for the purposes of illustration. And remember, Drew is a motivated student in the middle of his freshman year. Here we go. Okay, Drew, the summer is a few months away. Why don't we sit down and try to map out what you might want to do over the next few summers so that you'll be well positioned when it comes to applying for college? Remember what Miss Connors told us happened to Jimmy. He started this process way too late. How about we sit down and hash some things out? Sounds great, Mom. Okay, let's start with your goals. I know it's still early, and I don't expect you to have your whole life planned out, but do you have any thoughts right now on what you might want to be or do someday, or even an idea about a college major? Well, not exactly, Mom, but I have a little bit of an idea. Great, let's hear it. Well, I've been doing some research online and talking to some of my friends at school, and I've gotten very intrigued by the military. From what I understand, I can go to a military service academy, like the Air Force, or go to a traditional college like 
Northeastern with an ROTC scholarship, become a military officer, and work in the Air Force for five years afterward, guaranteed. And after those five years, I could decide if I want to stay in the military or not. And the financial part of this scenario sounds pretty good too, Mom. The education is paid for by the government, so I'll have no debt. In fact, not only will I have no debt, but I'll be getting paid after college for my five years working as a military officer. So I could actually have a nice little nest egg by the time I have to make this decision. Now, that sounds like a great plan, Drew. I'm glad you've been putting some thought into this. As you can imagine, you're not the only one who knows about these military programs. They are getting very popular these days. There are tens of thousands of highly motivated teenagers like you who feel the same way. They want the free education. They want that guaranteed job after college. And they're preparing themselves right now. I know, I know, Mom. I want to get started right away. What can I do? Okay, I'm going to break out of character now and review what we've heard from Drew and his mom so far. First off, the parent took the important first step, which is to sit down with their child with a blank sheet of paper and ask some questions. Don't expect them to have the perfect answers. Just get the dialogue up and running. Second, the child appears to, one, have a pretty good idea of what they want to do, and two, it seems like he's pretty motivated. These are key ingredients. And yes, I understand that not every child will have this type of focus in freshman year, or sophomore year, or junior or senior year for that matter. Wouldn't it be great if they did? But you'll never know if you don't ask the question with the right tone and at the right time. I would say from experience that the average teenager is not quite as forward-thinking as Drew. But I wanted to use a case that allows me to illustrate how you might map out each summer with some level of detail. In Drew's case, to become a viable candidate at one of the service academies or to earn an ROTC scholarship, there are several things that would improve his chances. Let's map them out. A military track, in Drew's case, your child may have different goals, requires candidates to excel in three core areas, academics, athletics, and leadership. These are the things that we want to focus on over the next few summers. Of course, we also want to hammer these home during the academic year, but the summer provides even more flexibility. If I were sitting down with Drew, these are a few things that I would like to see him accomplish before senior year. In other words, over the course of the next three summers. Number one, some type of international experience. After all, the military's mission is conducted overseas. It would be nice for Drew to demonstrate that he has some experience with foreign countries and cultures and communities. Number two, a significant leadership experience. If Drew really wants to be a military officer, the name of the game is leadership. I'd like him to secure a leadership position or two. Number three, a significant physical or athletic experience. Many jobs in the military require above average fitness and athleticism. Not everyone has to be a Navy SEAL, but the military environment is geared toward people with a baseline level of athletic ability. Number four, a significant academic experience. 
These days, admissions is so competitive that the best applicants have demonstrated very strong academic abilities both in school and outside of school. Number five, a significant service or volunteer project. After all, the military is all about service to our country. What can Drew do to show that he has an interest in serving others? Number six, a paying job. When an applicant has had a paying job over the summer, or during the school year for that matter, it shows at least some level of responsibility, the ability to be somewhere on time, to maintain a work schedule outside of school, and it shows that the student has been vetted by an adult other than their own parents. And number seven, an internship in a related field. It would be great if the student was able to work in, in Drew's case, a pseudo-military environment, just so that they've gotten a taste of what the real world might be like in their chosen profession. Once again, I'm using Drew as a case study to give you a real-world example of how this would work. If your child wants to be an astronaut, or a veterinarian, or a Broadway singer, these categories would likely be somewhat different. No problem. Go through this exercise with the relevant categories that will map to your child's goals. Okay, the high-level categories of experiences that I would recommend to Drew, the international exposure, leadership, athletics, academics, volunteering, job, internship, you might be able to find a list like this on Google after fishing around for 15 minutes. So I want to take the advice one step further and not just leave you with high-level strategy and tips with no tactics. So let's now discuss what this actually means in practice. What would Drew's summers look like, summer by summer, if he wanted to check off all these boxes? Let's go through each summer in turn. We'll start off with the summer after freshman year. Number one, ideally, Drew would get some type of international experience under his belt during this summer. This would be Drew's primary goal over this summer. Drew is not old enough yet to drive a car or get a real job, so he may as well take his talents overseas. And I understand that not every family has the resources to send their child overseas for a few weeks, but for those who are very motivated, there are exchange programs that can mitigate some of these costs. As parents, you can also network with friends and family and see if you have anyone overseas who could host your child for, let's say, one month. It doesn't necessarily have to be fancy or expensive or particularly well-organized or an enrichment program. In fact, sometimes it's best if it's not overly organized. I actually did this with my two sons. In the summer after their freshman year, they traveled to Brazil for a month and worked as day laborers on a friend's cocoa bean farm, picking, sorting, drying, and harvesting cocoa beans for 10 hours a day in the Brazilian sun. Good times all around. And mind you, they returned as different people. Military service academies and ROTC boards will love to see that Drew secured a passport, spent some time in a different country, and grew and matured along the way. Number two, academically. I would recommend that Drew take at least one online academic class over this summer. Ideally, in math, or a foreign language, or the sciences. 
Not only will this keep Drew's brain active over the summer, but it will demonstrate a willingness to go that extra mile academically. Maybe he could even take a course that would allow him to advance to the next high school class. Military service academies and ROTC programs are typically partial to STEM classes. So if there's a choice, I would recommend that Drew try an advanced math class. For example, my sons took advanced pre-calc over the summer and were able to skip to a college-level course that next year. Number three, what about service or volunteer work? The summer provides opportunity to donate time and services to local charities, fundraisers, volunteer groups. These don't have to be long-term commitments, but it's important to begin to show a track record of service. This is a great summer to get a few of these activities under Drew's belt. Now let's move on to the summer after sophomore year. Number one, I would like Drew to focus on leadership this summer. What can Drew do to demonstrate that he has the interest and the ability to lead others? That's his primary goal for this summer. Can he secure a leadership position in his Boy Scout troop? Can he complete his Eagle Scout project? Can he take over as captain of his club basketball team? Can he get a job as a camp counselor in charge of 30 campers? How about attending an outdoor leadership course like Knowles, National Outdoor Leadership School? Or maybe Drew stays home and looks after his two siblings and his elderly grandmother until his mom gets home from work at night. What can Drew do to demonstrate leadership? Number two, I'd also like Drew to take part in a significant athletic experience this summer. Can he play a sport over the summer? Maybe he can sign up for an obstacle course race like the Tough Mudder or the Spartan Race. Or he can run a sprint distance triathlon or train for a 100-mile bike ride. What about taking jiu-jitsu classes or learning how to shoot a bow and arrow? Or maybe he can get trained as a lifeguard. Number three, academically. This is the summer to prepare for the SAT or ACT. Military programs these days are so competitive that to stand out, Drew will have to perform very well on his standardized tests. The best time to study for the SAT or the ACT is the second half of this summer. And I've put out several podcasts and blogs detailing on how exactly to go about this process. Number four, a military-oriented summer experience. Many service academies put on summer camps for aspiring applicants. For example, the Naval Academy puts on what's called a summer STEM program for students who think they might want to attend the Naval Academy and they want to get a taste of academy life. Drew can apply to a program like this. There are many of them. Okay, now we move on to the summer after junior year, the last summer that Drew will have before he applies to college. Number one, this is the summer that I'd like to see Drew secure an internship. This will be his primary task this summer. By now, Drew is driving. He has some experience under his belt. He should be able to pitch himself to potential employers. And an internship doesn't necessarily have to be formal or fancy or widely recognized. It could be an opportunity that Drew's parents help him secure by tapping into their network of friends or coworkers or colleagues. I like internships 
that are at least four weeks long, a few hours a day, at least a few days a week. It doesn't necessarily have to be a nine to five job for the whole summer. If Drew really wanted to hit the ball out of the park, he would try to secure an internship in a field that interests him or a field that is somehow related to the military. For example, if Drew likes space exploration, maybe he can get an internship opportunity at a business or organization in that particular industry. Now, this internship option jams up a lot of parents and students. It seems much easier than it actually is. It seems like you simply Google summer internships and you will immediately get a nice, neat, long list of internships to apply for and ultimately get, if it were only that easy. For one, students need to get in on this game early. Remember, your child, in many cases, is competing against 2 million other kids in their grade. The chances of there being a few over-the-top, super-motivated students who will suck up all of these great internships is pretty high. So if your child is not one of these super students, they will have to work harder, and you, their parent, will have to work harder. You will likely have to manufacture an internship out of thin air by using your personal network or work connections or family relationships. And by the way, welcome to the real world. This is exactly what will happen when they graduate from college. There will be a job board on the Career Services website with a long, neat list of job openings. And the chances of your child landing one of those jobs neatly by the time they graduate is probably not that great. They will have to do this exact same thing when it comes to real employment upon graduation. May as well figure out how to do it now. Number two, this is also the summer that I'd like to see Drew get a paying job. Yes, this can be tricky if he's also working as an intern, but it's doable. For one, the internship doesn't have to be all-consuming. Maybe Drew can get a job part-time and create hours that don't conflict with his internship. Or maybe he can dedicate all of July to an internship and all of August to a paying job. Again, an ideal job would have some relation to the military. In Drew's case, for example, a lifeguard would be a great summer job for him. There are elements of community service, life-saving skills, athleticism, responsibility. For example, I would prioritize a lifeguarding job over working at a clothing store in the mall or scooping ice cream at a yogurt shop. Number three, academics. Academics also plays a big role this summer, especially for those going the military route. There are many extra and early steps that Drew will begin at the beginning of the summer. He will begin to work on college applications, nomination packets, ROTC applications, college essays, personal statements, fitness tests, interviews. Most of the summer for him will be dedicated toward this process. And that's it for summers. One, two, three. Drew only gets three of them. Yes, of course, he, like all students, will have the summer after graduating from high school before he starts college, but that will be long after the admissions process is over. And you will be surprised at how quickly these summers fly by, especially if you're not paying attention. And before I go, I want to address the five to $7,000 summer enrichment programs 
that colleges have been marketing to you through flyers in the mail or Facebook or into your inbox. Many colleges put on often elaborate one, two, sometimes three-week immersion programs on their campus for STEM, for leadership, for civics, medicine, the performing arts, you name it. And no, you're not getting these marketing pieces because your child is special. You're getting them because the college board sold your child's email address to colleges who want to market to you. Don't get me wrong. Many of these can be fabulous opportunities. If everyone had unlimited money and time, I would recommend them for everyone. For the most part, they're awesome. Your child gets to hang out with interesting kids from around the country. They listen to a couple lectures. They light a couple Bunsen burners. They learn about the college and the campus and presumably learn about whatever the campus is focused on. These programs also coincidentally can serve to remove the pain and suffering associated with all of the hard work that I described already. Instead of tapping their friends and family to try to drum up an internship, it's worth it for some parents to pay the $5,000 and be done with it. It's a convenient way to fill your child's summer with impressive-looking activities. Again, I'm not suggesting that these are a bad idea. If you have the money and your child is giving you no direction whatsoever, and this program is better than nothing, then by all means, do it. Your child will likely have a great time and will undoubtedly learn a lot. However, colleges are hip to this game. Yes, your child will get credit for doing something enriching versus nothing, presumably in an area of interest of theirs, which by itself is a plus because it gives colleges a better idea of what your child is interested in, but Colleges will also know that this is a prepackaged experience that can be, in some cases, more fluff than substance. Again, this is not to say that these experiences aren't worth it, especially if the alternative is doing nothing, but don't ascribe too much credit to these experiences just because they look and sound so fancy. Sometimes the everyday grinding summer job will say more about your son or daughter than anything else. And with that, I wish you great luck with your summer planning. I hope you'll sit your child down with a blank sheet of paper and have that discussion about who they are and where they want to go. And God willing, they will appreciate your attention and share what they're thinking, and you will come up together with a great plan. Drop me a line. Let me know how it goes. What worked, what didn't work, I would love to know. That's all I've got today for you folks. Thank you for tuning in. If you know a parent with an 8th grader, ninth grader, 10th grader in high school that might find this here podcast helpful, please share the episode with them. You can do that by finding that small box with a tiny arrow pointing up. That's the share button. Click that there button and text your friends the link to this episode with a little personal note from you, if you would. If you have questions, comments, or an idea for an upcoming episode, please reach out to me by email. DM me on Instagram, Preppel underscore Academy, blog, Facebook, or LinkedIn. I would love to hear from you. Until next week, goodbye, good luck, and never stop preparing. This podcast is brought to you by Prepwell Academy. Preppel Academy is my one-of-a-kind online mentoring program that delivers to your ninth or 10th grader a short, 
highly relevant video from me every week, every Sunday, in fact, where I give them a heads up about what they should be thinking about to stay ahead of the game. To get these valuable lessons into your child's hands, please head over to prepwellacademy.com and enroll your child today.